listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. lovely dynamic women and welcome to the dynamic women podcast i'm diane rolston i am your host and today we have the lovely michelle parisa wazik otherwise known as michelle pw hey michelle hi hey (laughs) and so for um if you are listening today you are in for a treat because we're going to talk about how to sell more with love because maybe you hate the you know the traditional way that copy make copywriting makes us feel like it's all salesy, it's all hypey. And well, what if I told you there's a way that you could sell yourself with love? My gosh, this is so much more in alignment with me and what I do. And uh, so my guest, Michelle, is going to show us how to do that. So Michelle, I want to jump right into what this is about, but I feel like we should talk about first who you are. (laughs) <laughs> and so, um, you are a best-selling, award-winning fiction and nonfiction author. And on the fiction side, you write psychological thrillers, mystery, and suspense books. Oh, crazy! That's so cool. And you have a popular book blog. Uh, what's your book blog called? I don't have the name of that. Oh, it's mpwnovels.com. It's on my it's on my it's on my author site. But yeah, I've okay. got like book reviews and just fun fun re- awesome. games for readers so oh quizzes nice. i got i put quizzes on there i mean i guess games is probably but quizzes i've got like like a bookworm quizzes and that's so cool you gamified book reading i gamified book reading you yes. totally do gamify book reading. i love it okay so then on the non-fiction side you've written five books in the love-based business series that share how to sell more with love and build a solid profitable business on a foundation of love And in addition, you own a copywriting and marketing company that has sold nearly 50 million worth of products and services. So you're the real deal. I am. (laughs) So good to hear. I love it. Um, My favorite is like, I I meet people that are like, yeah, I'm a writer. I'm like, what have you written? And they're like, well, I'm writing my first book or whatever. And, And so you're the real deal here. I'm so excited to have you here for you to share with our community, um, all of our listeners here. So First of all, let's just talk about what your, your business name. So love-based business. So what is a love-based business? So, and that's a great question. Um, and because let me back up a little bit to what, to how I got here, which was, uh, you know, I was a copy, well, I am a copywriter, but back when I was, before I was a love-based copywriter, that's what I was thinking. I was, um, I was, I was writing copy and I had a lot of my friends uh, who were in sort of this, you know, the transformation industry, the coaches, consultants and whatnot. And they were saying to me, like, can you come up with another way of writing copy that isn't so salesy and unauthentic? And I said, absolutely not. There's so many good copywriting books. Why do I need to clutter the whole thing? But as it turned out, that was exactly where I was supposed to go. So, um, so my friend, uh, Susan Liddy had come out with this uh, book 
kind of a book. It was, it's, it's um, more of a special report called Love-Based Marketing. And I was looking at it and I thought, well, love-based copy. And I thought, well, it's the reverse of love-based copy. It's fear-based copy. And that's when, boom, the entire uh, love-based copywriting philosophy downloaded into me. So here's the thing. So when you hear love-based, I know people, sometimes people go that this is like about romance or about dating or about something like that. And that's not really what it is. It's about um, all your emotions are under either fear or love. Mm -hmm. And um, when, and, 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 you know, fear-based emotions are things like, you know, fear, anger, um, grief, um, shame, guilt, although anger and grief aren't terribly persuasive. And if you want to persuade anybody, you need to tap into emotions. Um, and so uh, if you want them to take action, if you want to persuade somebody to actually take action, you need to tap into emotions and you have a choice. You can tap into those fear-based emotions or love-based emotions. So that's how I got to love-based copy. Now, how I expanded to love-based business is I started, when I really delved into this, I realized that if we don't take the time to feel our emotions and to become, you know, more emotionally, you know, intelligent or whatever. Um, if we are running away from our emotions or bearing them or whatever, just not wanting to feel them, because yeah, I mean, let's face it, they do feel, they do, they don't feel great. <laughs> um, but the more we run away from trying to feel our emotions, the more they control us. So that's really what this is about. So love-based is not, it, it's, it's more about how we can build our, our businesses, build things out of foundation of love. Because when I started, when I realized this, I realized everything in our lives, our health, our families, um, our, and our businesses are all built on one or the other. And most of the time they're built on some mm -hmm. sort of fear because we're so busy running away from feeling the emotions. And yes. so if we don't, but if we, if we feel our emotions and, you know, are not, you know, don't let them control us, then we can build it on love. Wow. And so have you found that love copy, copy that's written with love or a positive emotion converts better than a fear-based, fear-based copy? Yeah. Yes, except, but there's a, there's a caveat here because we need, to, we need to explain it a little bit more. So when I say writing it with love, I'm not just saying that we gloss over the bad. Um, in fact, I, had a, I, I, just, I actually got in the, the forums, which was really great. And I was talking to the journalists about this, about this philosophy. And um, one of the things that I real, you know, when I was talking to him that I kind of realized is that love is really about truth. So, so um, it's about standing in your truth. And so, okay, so what does that mean? That means that the truth is bad things happen to people. <laughs> so, you know, that, that is reality. That is a fact. Um, so if we try to cover that up and gloss over it with the love-based stuff, then that is just as harmful as, yeah. as, you know, as twisting it and turning the screws and making it feel really awful. So it's really about authentically standing here and saying, okay, well, you know what, your ideal clients are truly in pain. Uh, and pain is a part of our life. You know, there are people who are born and can't feel pain. And they tend to not live very long because pain is your body's way of saying, hey, there's a problem. Um, maybe you should, you know, look at this, you know, because yeah. <laughs> 
fire or you've stepped on something and it's, you know. Um, so, you know, pain is, a, is, a, is like your, our, ways, our body's way of talking to us, you know, and we grow, we use, you know, pain to grow emotionally, grow spiritually. So pain is just part of it. So respectfully acknowledging our, prospect, our ideal prospect's pain mm. is what we do. We don't try to agitate it. We don't try to, to turn it into suffering, which is mixing the fear-based emotions in there. We try to be um, honest and, 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 again, truthful and not trying to gloss over things one way or the other because, you know, to gloss over and pretend everything's okay when it's not is, is kind of a form of spiritual bypassing. So, and we don't want to go there either. So it's really about... Mm truth so i feel like but but truth doesn't so, i mean it i mean the the love base is why i like that is because i feel like that's kind of the essence of the emotions because mm. emotions really are you know when we are trying to run away from our fear based emotions um you know we are kind of living in a sense of inauthenticism you know we're not yeah so it's that's why because we're because we're you know we, we have the veils in front of our eyes we're trying to either pretend everything is fine or not fine or 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 we distract ourselves with other things that aren't healthy so that's really what what that's really what this is about yeah and so is it kind of like in a situation let's say someone has broccoli in their teeth love-based copy would say hey friend you got broccoli in your teeth and so right. let's fix that where the fear base would be like, oh my gosh, look at the broccoli in your teeth. How embarrassing. How many people saw that happen? Now you're not going to get that guy you want. It's going to feed into it. Is that kind of a very super basic version? Of yeah. Case? And I think it, or the fear base might even be like, they don't say anything at all because they don't want to like, they're so caught up in their whole, like they don't, they, they don't want to, they don't want to, um, it's like they, they feel embarrassed for you. So they don't, they don't actually, oh face their own emotions to say, you know, hey, you've got broccoli in your teeth. So they just, they don't say anything at all. So huh. that's another way of, that I think fear-based shows up. So it's anytime that, and I see this, like, this is like a way to, sh it shows up in sales calls. So let's talk about it that way, because the copy, it's a little, because like, think about it. So we're on a sales call with somebody and you ask, you know, like, and, and, and this is somebody who's got a real problem. Okay. They, there's, they're real feeling like, let's make, let's, let's make it easy and say they've got a, a they're, they're back pain issues. And so, mm. um, so when you're talking on the phone, you know, a lot of, a lot of very well-meaning coaches will rush in and try to like, rather than let people sit and think, you know, okay, so my back really is bothering me. And if I hire this person, I could fix it. Am I, am I ready to do that? Instead of just letting them sit for a moment, you know, the, the coach will run in and say, you know, I can, I can lower the price I, or, or I can do this or I can do that. They won't let somebody just kind of stew in it, even though that's actually precisely the perfect thing to do because people need to make their own decisions they need to they need to decide if they're done with something or not done with something so for but for but when but we almost like we enable if we rush in and try to soothe it all out or give them a free coaching call because we don't want to ask for money or or like i said lowering the price which is you know it, it doesn't do any good for anybody but we're so uncomfortable in that moment sitting there and letting them sort it out themselves that's that's kind of part of what it is that's that's when you are not let that's when you are letting your fear-based emotions control you because you are so triggered yourself by what they're sitting in that you won't let them just kind of work it out and and then figure out which 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 way they want to go 
Yeah. So it's less about adding love into the copy or into the words. And it's more about a state of being, yes. how you're being and when you're writing. And yes. so that's really the philosophy that you're teaching here is getting yourself into that place of trust, of allowing, of creating yes. space, of truth. And so it's, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a state of being before you even go to write that you yes. need to be in that place. And that reminds me of one of the greatest kind of tips that I've received in writing a blog or even before I go on video is to really imagine the person on the other side who's going yeah. to consume this content. Um, and remember, okay, this is a woman who is like this and demographically they're this, and this is what she's feeling. And then I have a picture of her. And then I'm like, I am talking to you and, and really zoning in on that. Um, help me to feel what they're feeling and then yes. to talk to them like they're, you know, a real person, not, not a number in a group. They're yes. actually a real person. Or like an email address, like it, we get this with emails too. Like, you know, I, I mean, and I say the word list too, and I don't, I don't, I try to correct myself, but you know, the, because it's, it, it, the problem is, is when we go into like, you know, we have a list, you know, it, it's just, yeah. it becomes this like, you know, we have this list of emails and it's like this nebulous thing and we forget that there's you know real living human bodies that are receiving these emails and reading them and so it's really helps to keep like you know subscribers you know like your your subscribers your pro as, as much as possible like instead of saying a lead you know i try to say prospects you know as much as we possibly can i like to keep the human element to it because i think yeah. it's really easy um you know marketing language has really um, depersonalized things, which I'm not. I'm not really entirely sure why that happened, but um, or how? Because I don't. I don't think. I don't like to think. I guess I should say I don't like to think. But I don't like to think it's because marketers want to want to want to do dastardly things and yeah. Uh, and, and but but there is this this. I, I I'm get, I think it's probably more along the lines of shorthand and things are in, in doing things quickly. But but um, yeah, I like to I like to do the bring the person back yeah. yeah so what i what i'm hearing here is yes it's been it's a way to be concise um but the the fault of that is it has made humans into inanimate items yes, yes. and so let's let's play a little game here then um putting you on the spot so let's take what society says and let's make it into a more uh, more in the love based uh, we okay. could speak it that way so I have a thousand people on my list. What can we say instead? I say subscribers. So we, I have a thousand subscribers. Yeah, or I, or I have a subscriber list. Yeah, I mean, you can say, I mean, the problem is list, I've struggled with lists because it is a list. It's a list of emails, but it's also, and it's a list of people, but it's, I mean, they're subscribers. So yeah, so scribes, I, I tried saying community. But I don't know if that's exactly right because community can be a Facebook community. So I will sometimes switch communities in there. It's like my my community of a thousand souls or a thousand subscribers. So, mm. um, so that's another way to do it too. The thing is, community is a little less, um, uh, a little exa less exact. So it it doesn't exactly imply you can you can write up an email and send it to them. But uh, so, yeah. but I have I do think of community. Okay. I do think of this. Let's do a couple more of these um on instagram or twitter i have ten thousand followers 
so I, yes, I, I mean, I think if you look at it more like that's probably a community. So social networking is definitely, that's your 10th, you know, you have a 10,000 community instead of just saying followers or fans, so, yeah. you know, or friends. Podcast has 10,000 downloads. I know the downloads is really a problem too, because that, the problem is, is that one person can do all those downloads. I, I, you know, the downloads ones, I think we're stuck. I don't know. I, I mean, I think we can say listeners, but the problem is, is that we have no idea how many listeners. I mean, there because it downloads, you know, one person can download some, could download every single episode. So there's no good way to translate downloads into into listeners. And maybe we need to just go into a sentence. So I have, um, I, you know, I'm blessed to have 10,000 people who love listening to my podcast. Yeah, I, you could do that. I, uh, in my community, I have uh, a thousand amazing women. Yeah. Um, or and I, you can say listeners because yeah you got listeners and yeah so I think saying listeners and if you and maybe if you look at you know instead of looking at all of your downloads you know because like I know for podcasts we look at the life of a podcast but again that's inaccurate because one person likely downloaded more than one show so if we look at it per show we would have a more uh, accurate notion of exactly how many listeners we have but I mean but it's still it's still not exact or perfect yeah. but it's bringing up a great kind of problem we have in society of forgetting that like you said that email address that mm -hmm. download that like that share is connected to a real person right with real feelings and real problems and um that we can really inspire persuade support coach whatever it may be yeah, yeah. Cool. Yes. And, and connect, you know, one of the things that I talked about was like, really just, I, I do think like the next sort of um, type of or wave of marketing, I don't know if it ever really went away, but I think it's going to get more important is really connecting. How well do you connect mm -hmm. to the people who are, who are, is in your, you know, in your audience, in your community. So how well do you connect with them? And so if you, when you write copy, when you write like a blog post or do a, a podcast, um, are you writing that, that content to connect, you know, and what I mean by that is that you're not writing something that is, that is necessarily, I mean, and there's a time and a place to do this, but I mean, you know, like, but I, I would say when, when you're writing, like, I've got this rant and I need to put it off. I mean, and, that, and like I said, there's a time and place for everything. So don't ever say like, don't, you know, never do that. Cause I, you know, you may, but rants are less about, are more about you. Whereas, um, and, and, and that's not to say you can't get a lot of attention with a rant, but I mean, they're more about you. But, you know, when you write content, you know, is this like something that is really keeping your ideal clients up at night? Is this something that you can really help somebody with? You know, is this something that they're really worried about? How can you can use that content to connect with them? That's another really great way to really think about your content. So if you were looking at a piece of writing and you said, whoa, this is good. It's got good connection here. How would, how would you know, how would you be able to audit or evaluate that? So I, the way you would do that is you'd have to know who their ideal clients are because, because one piece of content is not going to just, it, 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 I mean, that's, that's the beauty. The, 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 the ones that are the most successful at this are only going to really connect with their perfect readers and perfect, you know, the perfect people who follow them. So it may not, it, unless you know who, who they're actually following, you may not be able to, to figure out if it actually connects or not. Mm, but is there a formula, a template, something 
uh, in doing love-based copy and having a love-based business? Yeah, so copy, uh, you can, because that's part of that is like you're writing a love letter to your ideal client. So part of what you're doing is you, I like to, to think of it that way. So you really get to know um, who they are, like their, um, you know, their hopes, their dreams, you know, what keeps them up at night. And then you're really writing to them as you would a friend, as you, and, and you're writing, you know, because you know your, your friend is in pain and you can help them. So when you come to it with that energy, then that's kind of how you can kind of reach out and connect with them. And then when you're writing content, you know, instead of like leaving with a, you know, a call to action for them to go somewhere and buy something, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but, you know, there's, like I said, there's a time and a place for everything. So sometimes you want to write the content where you have the solution actually in there. And then sometimes, you know, you, you, you give them a different call to action to buy a, a program or get on the phone with you. And the way you separate this out in your head, if you're thinking, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't sell something I'm giving away for free. You're not selling something you're giving away for free. You're giving something away for free. That's like a, a quick fix, a way to get them started. And for some people in your who are following you, that's going to be perfect. They don't they don't need the in depth. They just need, they just have like it's 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 um, either it's it you know they can figure it out themselves because they're kind of a done done you know a, a DIY kind of person. They can either figure it out themselves or it's not such a deep problem. But there are going to be people who follow you that want your help and want to go deeper and and they're not going to expect that it's free so so they're gonna they're gonna expect and want to invest in either a program you know a book yeah. a program or, yeah. or with you but the key thing is having that connection yes. and so are there any kind of tricks to show having more connection uh i I talk about in my dynamic you book and program, one of the pillars is around connection and connecting and how to connect. Um, but that's in a personal one-to-one yeah. or a one-to-many, a group and usually in person or at least verbally over the phone. And you're doing it through words on a paper. And so how do you do that? Is it around being vulnerable? Is it around like how, how, because two pieces of copy, one is salesy and hypey and one is not. And because the salesy in that is not really as connected, but how do you actually put it in there? How does the connection come? So vulnerable can work, but vulnerable can also be a weapon. I mean, we've all read those things that sound like, you know, I've never told this to anyone before. And then you read it and it, it feels, you know, like a, a marketing, you know, a marketing ploy. So, um, but, you know, if, but truly being, okay, so we're back to being. So the thing is, is that there is a fine line between, um, between salesy and love base so and where is that fine line it's it's your come from it's your mindset mm -hmm. so the thing is is that if you are very grounded in your in, in, in love and abundance and trust that everything is going to work out to its highest level including including you you being financially taken care of um it's going to be a lot easier to then um then like then you know then then when the thing is is when you come from that energy it's going to feel they're going to feel the connection so then when you write copy that way mm. it's when you've got that depth 
desperate energy that you know that scarcity desperate that you're like oh my god if i don't get this client then you know uh, i don't know what i'm going to do and we can all feel that so there's a difference because there's nothing wrong with saying i mean because tough love is a thing so you know sometimes you got to like and we you know if you're a coach you know this sometimes you got to kick your clients in the butt because they're True. they are procrastinating or and they hired you that's the thing they hired you because they want to like stop whatever they want to you know stop procrastinating or they want so they need and they 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 they, they hired you to do that because that's what they want um but and if you don't actually hold them accountable then then um they don't like that either you know that that's not what they're what they're here for so i mean there's nothing wrong with tough love so it's just you have to come from it clean so you come from a clean and with your boundaries intact it um so so if you're being that way then it's not it's not going to come across that way and if somebody accuses you of saying well you're just you're trying to sell you're trying to do this you're trying to do that it's not going to bother you because you 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 know that that's about them and not about you because you're clean Mm. how nice of a feeling that that is and that actually I'm guessing creates a more confident uh, yes. person in. And so that if the easiest way to confidence in selling is to come from this place of, of love and giving and openness. And the key word I heard you say was abundance. Yes. Yes. That you, everybody is going to be taken care of, including yourself, because I think that's where the key, that's where the, that's where things can go wobbly and we've all done it. So, I mean, if you've done it, don't, don't beat yourself up. But you know, when, when you start, when you start worrying that you're not going to be taken care of, that's when things can start going sideways. That's when you can start grasping and, and, um, and, and just, you know, this pursuing energy of running after people or leads or, you know, then, you know, then that's probably when you want to slip into calling them leads. Even I just did that now because, you know, you see, notice how my own language is when you're in that energy, you slip into those words because you, um, because you can't, you know, because it's, it's so, because you're, you're, you're just, you, at that point, it's, it's not at all about them. It's all about you and getting your own needs met. Yeah, for sure. I can remember when I started in the coaching industry and a wise master coach uh, shared with me a little kind of mantra that she says before she goes on one of these, I guess you could say sample sessions or, or, you know, client chat to see if you're a fit or whatever. And strategy then, sessions, discovery sessions, yeah. whatever it is, but a free yeah. one that, that should be leading to an offer right. and, and hopefully working. Right. Together. But she said, um, you know, your state of mind should be, I'm here to serve and I'm offering value. And so yes. there's nothing in there around, I'm here to close the sale. Yes. <laughs> right? And so I guess in your writing, it should also come from that space of I'm here to serve. Yes, that's exactly it. So if you come from that space that I'm here to serve, I'm here to, to, to give value and the people who need to go, who, who want to go deeper will step forward. It'll all, it'll all come together. And the thing is, is that's where the trusting and surrendering comes in because sometimes things can look bleak when they really aren't like they can, you know, you can, you know, we, I think we've all had this experience where we've gone to bed one day going, Oh my God, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then the next day you have like three clients popped into your inbox or, or whatever. So we're big, you know, projects suddenly just fell in out of the blue. So, you know, that happens a lot. And so, and that's the thing. So you have to just, 
you know, breathe. And even if it doesn't even, you know, and just, and just, and just, it's, it's, the more you can do that, the more you can stay open and serve and still take action. So this, none of this also is an invitation for you to sit on the couch and just meditate and, and just wait for <laughs> things to kind of yeah, you flow still naturally to you. I mean, you still have to be out there taking action, making offers, but just try to do it as clean as possible. And without that sort of desperate, you know, scarcity, grasping, pursuing energy. Mm-hmm. So again, coming back to your state of being when you're going to yeah. write. Now, flipping over to the fiction side that you do when you're writing your thrillers and your mystery and your suspense books, yeah. this is, I'm guessing, very different kind of space yeah. of being to when you are writing some copy for um, a client of yours. So how do you get into that space when you're, because especially like a thriller, <laughs> Like, how do you get into the right writing space? So, okay, so there's two things going on. First of all, they're more similar than you'd think. And what I mean by that is that in both cases, the copywriting and in the fiction, you're creating an environment that you're inviting the readers to walk into. So for the, for the copywriting side, you're creating a buying environment. So almost like a online retail thing that people can, yeah. can step in and learn more about it. And for the fiction side, it's the fictional dream. And so readers are stepping in to, and to immerse themselves in the characters and the relationship. And in both cases, like on the fictional side, I'm, you know, you, you are still looking at sociology and psychology of humans because you have, obviously have characters and they need to be, you know, we all know when we read something or watch a movie and the character does something that's up, out of character and you're thinking this doesn't make at all sense and then you tune it out. So you have to understand human nature so your characters will will feel real. And then obviously you need to understand human nature when you're writing copy for that also for that reason. So they're kind of two sides of the same coin, which is part of the reason why I was able to do it, you know, because I, I taught myself to read at three years old because I wanted to write stories. So this has been something that's just driven me my whole life. Oh. So the so the copywriting was actually pretty natural. Now, in terms of the psychological thrillers, because those are very kind of heavily um, they are heavily plotted and they can be dark. <laughs> and some of them are yes. darker than others. Yes. Um, and, and mine. Gets, so, so again, so, so it's interesting because some of where I'm going with, with some of the books is, um, all right, well here, let me, let me say this a different way. So my, I, I have, I have sensed my own, my, my own, uh, what I've come to the conclusion is that a lot of horror um, is really, related to our childhood you know us working out our our, our childhood trauma so um it's in fact all it, or it doesn't even have to be childhood just all of our trauma so when you look at it like ghosts are things that are haunting us you know vampires we've all met people who are like energy vampires that are sucking the life out of us you know zombies are like you know problems and things that are sort of undead and trying to kill us and following us around we can't get rid of you know i could go on and on and on so so part of really what i feel like is that again you know as a even though you know we're talking about truth and we're not talking about glossing things over so when you go into kind of the dark 
it gives you know and and you and you and you invite your readers to come with you you know this gives your readers a way to process things that maybe they are they don't want to look at and by going in and, and having like you know something that scares them or something that or, or something that makes them cry i don't i don't tend to write real sad stuff but um but any of that or or get them angry you know they're 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 you're giving them a safe place to feel those emotions that has actually nothing to do with their own life because there's nothing else wrong like when you know if a character dies that they really loved and they cried they feel really bad but it, it, it's, nothing, it's not impacting their actual life so it's almost like a way that they can sort of sort of um you know process some some of that grief that they that they um you know like that they've kind of stuffed up you know when you know after the, after some after something more important died but it's a yeah. way to kind of chip away at some of this yeah and so what i'm hearing is that you said creating a, an environment but also trust you're trusting your reader in both cases to yeah. be to be okay enough to process the emotion one yeah. in a fictional way and one in more of a real life way where they're actually feeling their own emotion but yes. it's that trust the trust yes. that you can take them there and you can work them through it yeah and you can hold the space so you know one of the things that's interesting and um if you look at like a lot of uh first-time fiction authors or or auth fiction authors who never go anywhere and there's a lot of them um a lot the biggest thing that they do is they do not um they won't uh, they won't, they, they won't actually, what, what's what I'm like, oh, so they won't let anything bad happen to their characters. Hmm. So, um, this is really, really common. I mean, really common. And it was really interesting because that was never my problem. <laughs> I'm always like, I'm always, I, I've, I always thought it was kind of, car, you know, very carthagic, carthagic to, to let my characters like, you know, to make, to, 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 to have my characters go through really awful things. Um, but a lot of them won't. And I think it's because, so they can't, they, they're so, they're so caught up in their own emotions. They can't even allow their characters. So they're constantly rescuing their characters or not letting their characters have anything bad or anything, anything happen to their characters. And so the thing is, is that, you know, nobody wants to read that. So that's part of these, I mean, these are writers. I mean, if they can't get, if they never get through it and a lot of them don't, then they, they don't, I mean, they, they, they don't go anywhere in terms of being, um, being able to sell their work. But, um, but that's, that's the thing. And so that's really, that's, um, and, and so if so, to go there, to allow your characters to be scared, to allow bad things to happen to your characters, allow your characters to experience conflict or heartbreak, mm-hmm. you know, that does require you to hold space for them. And then, and then you are through your characters holding space for your readers to experience that with them. Yeah. I, well, actually that the, um, the series game of Thrones, uh, <laughs> not to talk at all about any about the the quality of the work or anything but just the piece around your main protagonist gets like killed off like right away it was shocking i I, it the reason why i actually liked it was because i found a lot of books i was reading i knew what was going to happen and in this story i never knew it was constant like sharp right turns i was like what just happened um and I, and I quite enjoy that in the fiction piece, but if we go back to copywriting, um, I'm, I'm guessing you don't want that sharp right turn. Like, well, yeah, 
<laughs> so that's the thing. I mean, they're two sides of the same coin, but but they are um, but they are a different sides. So that's where yeah. sometimes it's important to remember that. Yeah. So yeah, the problem with the sharp right turn is that you know that can work in fiction because we're we're coming to fiction uh, for for a different standpoint. But where it can work in copy is inter the, the the notion of entertaining. So the thing is, is that the more if you are entertaining you know to people and they are and, and you say things that are unexpected um you can that's a really because you're not going to bore anyone to buy from you so so if but it, so it's it's just a different way to do it like you don't want to do a sharp right turn and confuse and leave them well you don't want to do that with fiction either if you leave them confused or unsatisfied and either way that's not going to work but yeah. if you do things that if you say if you say the something that's a little different or you take something that's a different approach you know do a pattern interrupt in your emails or your marketing it can work out that way too yeah so pattern interrupt that's what we're looking for yes um okay or entertaining or just saying something that's like kind of outrageous you know because then you're like you know like what do they say so then people might be reading your emails because they want to see what outrageous thing that you say so yeah yep true true so the love-based copywriting that you do with your clients, it's, it's really a, um, a way, a philosophy of how you work. That's probably why you've been able to have such success and your clients have had such, such success. Um, you have a giveaway for yes. our listeners. So tell us about what that is. So that is a love-based copy template and it will help get you started and you can get it at lovebasedcopywritingbook.com forward slash template. And it goes with my first uh, copywriting book, Love-Based Copywriting Method. You don't need the book, but um, it's only hey, $2. On. They can still go buy the book after. <laughs> yeah, it's only $2.99 <laughs> for the Kindle or, or the other ebook. So, um, and it's, it, it's, and it's, it, it talks, you know, I mean, I've shared some of the stuff here that does, if you read the book, it does go into it more detail. And then you've got the template to help you as well, kind of, and that can help you um, direct your writing so that it is, it is persuasive as you write it. Yeah. That's, that's so cool that I think that's really needed in, in the world. Um, especially with kind of some stuff that's been happening recently. Um, it, it would be really great for people to kind of get on this, on this new path, this new way of being. Um, it sounds so great how it, you know, how it, works for people. Um, one last thing you want to share with, uh, with our listeners. Oh, and just for anyone who is like, Oh my gosh, I didn't get that template link or whatever. It's all in the show notes. Uh, we'll put everything in there. Michelle's website will be in there so you can link through and you can go and, and check out her, uh, her fiction books. If you want to read some of her thrillers, uh, or her nonfiction books, they'll all be all be there in the show notes, but kind of last message you want to give people either around you know, bringing in um, love-based copy into their business or having a uh, love-based business in general, what's kind of the last, last message you'd like to give everyone? So to be patient with yourself, because this is not easy work, because one of the things that you really do need to do in order to have this happen is to feel comfortable with your own emotions. And if you have not felt comfortable feeling your own emotions, um, the first time you start doing it can be really 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 uncomfortable um so just be gentle with yourself and just the fact that you're you're making you're taking these steps forward and you're doing your best you're you know you're doing great and it will get easier hey and if it's still too hard 
Call Michelle. <laughs> Let her just do it for you. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, is that really how it works? But <laughs> you can well, you know, it's a love, I have a love-hate relationship with writing copy. Oh, definitely call for the writing copy, but if you, but in terms of feeling your own emotions, you're oh, on your no. own. <laughs> but yes, but we're, ha I'm ha more than happy to, we're more than happy to work on writing your copy for you, yes. <laughs> That's funny that you thought that I'd have you <laughs> counsel people. Feel people's emotions. <laughs> but hey, writing helps with that. Yeah, so no, I mean, uh, people... <laughs> People can reach out to you for the copy piece. So um, thank you so much for sharing about this, this new way of being in business, this new way of, of approaching writing um, in general. I think society will be a much better place if we all really you know, jump onto this movement that you've created. So thank you again. Um, thank you. To all of our listeners out there, make sure you subscribe to the Dynamic Women podcast so that you can hear more experts like Michelle P.W. as they share about really the strategies and the secrets behind the success that they've had. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast uh, or if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe as well. So thank you again. And uh, until next time, to everyone, stay dynamic. Bye. Thank you, Dynamic Women, for joining us today. Please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Who do you know who needs to hear our message? We'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family. If you're ready to be more dynamic, have more balance and more success, head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book. Stay dynamic.